Good morning, afternoon, and good evening, sports fans. Georgie Parker here with the That's What She Said podcast. It's coming to you weekly. Thank you to Sportsbet. And as always, we have nothing important to get through. So if you're a long-time listener, you'll be able to deal with the absolute pointless dribble that is coming to you. But if you're a newbie, welcome. Hello. Nice of you to join us. And please persevere. It does not get better. I guarantee that. But we will appreciate this download nonetheless. And subscribe. And you don't have to listen. Just love that subscribe. I'm joined by my somewhat impressive co-host, 200-game player for Hockey Roos, Ashley Nelson. And alongside her is former Matildas captain, Mel Bubbs Barbieri. Hello, ladies. What's Hello. up? Hello. Georgina Parker, how are you? Georgina, oh, what's going on there? Oh. That's me. Hi. Oh. Oh, the Saints. See, yeah. I can't help but, like, enjoy that. And I don't even go for the Saints. I can't help but when I hear that theme song, think of Nick Rewalt doing that horrific version in the change rooms. Have you seen that? <laughs> I can never not, I can never unsee that. Walter, you know what you did? You got a win this week, Bubsy. Um, yeah. And you're into the finals for the first time since 2011. That's massive. Ooh, That's nine massive. years, baby, nine years. And do you know what? We all have a team in the in the finals. I mean, the Crows won something. They won a wooden spoon. But luckily, I support the uh, <laughs> the um, Collingwood Magpies. You, you, you forget. You, you forget. You, you forget. Oh, you forgot who you were supporting because there were so many teams that you had to work through no, just then. To. But can I say to, that Saint Kilda has got one of the best club songs because even as somebody that doesn't follow the saints i know all the words enjoy bopping along to it because it's very simple it is very simple but yeah it's okay we like simple on this podcast you have got the worst you've got the worst one in the league now ash we've got the worst new one our one was fine and then all of a sudden they tried to jazz it up a little bit they wanted to go indie indie. you can't make an indie club song it doesn't work you need something that's just like stock standard got a good hard beat to it and um nothing too alternative yeah well you know we, we could do a ranking of the theme songs and i think the number one has to be and i hate to say it richmond because really? when you hear 100,000 people yell out yellow and black, and I hate it because I really <laughs> i am not happy with them from 2017. But, look, they've got a great one. And then, well, there's the battle of the best theme songs last year with the big, big sound and, and the uh, Richmond theme song. But, yeah, there's certain songs that sort of trigger me nowadays actually because um, we, we didn't even, weren't even going to speak about this, but... Um, Pat McAfee, is that how you say his name? He's um, he's a ex, an ex-NFL player and he's tweeted, Mr. Brightside, still a banger. And I'll tell no, you what, as, no, as a great, was a great song until if you're a Crows fan, any Crows fans out there listening to this, you'll understand the PTSD that's associated with that song, listening and watching Jack Rewalt on the stage with the killers or it hurts. It's a moment in time that we wish would never happened because there's been the demise of a club since then. We've become a shell of a club. So they're just certain I don't, songs. That I don't think it's I just Adelaide Crows fans. I think it's just any other person that goes, you know, goes for any other club except for Richmond, um, uh, to be honest. Like the amount of times no, like, I had to makes- see Jack Rewalt sing that, uh, I actually yeah, really started to, to hate it. And I probably didn't really like the song much in the first place, um, to be honest. But I actually was thinking, Parker, the Saints are through, which is great, because actually like, I do have a bit of a soft spot for the Saints, seeing they haven't been there for a while uh, in the elimination finals. But the other elimination finals that is going to be played is West Coast and Collingwood. Who would have thought that this would be a rematch between you and I? I mean, you still haven't paid up on your debt yet. (laughs) But I think this could be done or nothing. That's actually on you, though, because I've said to you, I'm not going out of my way to get some gear. Oh, is that if it would it have been the same if you had a 50 buck note on it? Oh, I'm not going to pay up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, would always, and beg for it. I would always pay up. 
Okay. Um, looks like you're still always going to pay out. But I'm not. But this wasn't a monetary gift. This was a a. a I could have um, sold this for money. I could have sold that photo of you dressed in full West Coast <laughs> Eagles kit for a bit of money. Look, look. If you, I said to you, if you get me the gear, I'll do it. But I'm not doing it to that. Whereas mine was a bit more simple to go through. Mine was a you having to admit that you you like the black and white on um, radio. Radio, and that's a bit simple. Mm. Like you could do that tomorrow. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, but I don't don't associate myself with West Coast Eagles. Finals fixtures have been confirmed as of today. And next Saturday at 10 past six at Perth Stadium, we will see the almighty West Coast Eagles take down Collingwood once and for all. Not confident. And then also... I'm not confident (laughs) at all. And also St Kilda, um, let's see whether or not they make it through against uh, the Western Bulldogs. They're going to be uh, playing against each other earlier on the Saturday at the Gabba. Gabba. If we weren't going for our teams, is there any other team that you'd want to win? Like, for example, me, I'm I'm all on board the Fagan train, Brizzy Lions. They're a very inoffensive team. You can't hate them. Chris Fagan is the type of bloke that is everybody's, like, your mate's dad who everybody loves and the, that guy knows that their dad's awesome. That's who Fagan is. <laughs> Love him. He tore his hamstring off the bone while going down uh, the slippery slip for the um, MLS, um, M- MND. Yeah. Um, what's it called? I, big freeze. Oh, can I big speak? Freeze. I can't hear M- <laughs> MND, big freeze. <laughs> Tori's hamstring, Chris Fagan. They're all the facts Fagan. that you need to know. <laughs> Couldn't get them out. We love Fagan. So he, for me, is my team that if, if the Collingwood can't get through, which, look, they, I don't think they will. We're losing. Sidey's not coming back and I just don't think we're good enough. They're the team that I'm going to jump on board. Last, like I did last year, wanting GWS to pick uh, Richmond. Didn't work so well, but here we are. What about mm. you guys? I think Saints for me as well as uh, Brisbane. So I want I want Saints to win um, their elimination. Finals, yeah, but somebody but... who actually can win. Oh, <laughs> but Brisbane, Ooh. yes, because I feel as though um, they've been at the top for most of the year. And then also, I was watching one of the old school um, games the other day, and I was like, they just had such a good crop of superstars that I really enjoyed them right throughout the years. You know, when, when Fossey was playing, um, Jonathan Brown, when he was playing, um, Lucky, Lucky when he was playing, you know, the, um, Lepich, like there were so many of them that I'm like, I just decided that I really like Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like them. <laughs> I like them. I like them a lot. And if I was you, Parker, they'd probably be one of my top three sides. <laughs> Ash, we've been through this. I played three very good games for Collingwood. <laughs> I deserve to have them as a soft spot. All right, um, Bubs, who are you picking then? So Saints, they might make it through. Saints, they don't exist. Yeah. Well, Footscray then. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get beaten, whoa! <laughs> now we're having throwbacks. <laughs> I'm and not sure if that's okay. Underdogs. Well, I'm a good underdog lover, so. So you're going for what's great? Dummies. If yeah, dummies. Okay. and I live in the west. Okay. Yeah, you are a wester. Yeah, I couldn't think to go for Collingwood. That would just make me no. Upset. And I think you can't. I think you can't go for one of the big clubs. It's got to be one of the little clubs. Well, yeah. At least you're guaranteed that you know either Bulldogs or Saints will go through after yeah, week one. Yeah, that's what one. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a guarantee. There's a guarantee of that. Well, Brizzy will be there for at least two weeks as well. So we'll be right. Yes, true. That is well, true. But big, big shout out though to Port Adelaide. They have finished top of the ladder for every single week the entire season. They mm. didn't finish, didn't go anywhere other than the top of the ladder. That's huge. That's a huge. If you look at, apparently, I was looking at Sir Swamp Thing. If you follow him on Twitter, you should. Um, if you don't follow him, sorry, you should because he brings out some absolute belters. They're the only team that their lowest position on the ladder was firstly inside the top eight and top four. But they were top of the, their lowest position was number one uh, the whole time, the entire time. The others were all outside the eight, which I think is incredible stat, um, including um, Geelong and um, who's you know people have been naming and Richmond have been people have been naming them favourites before uh, Port Adelaide. I don't understand why Port Adelaide have just gone under this radar, so they're probably quietly confident. 
I think they should be confident. But then I was watching them play the other night um, in their final game um, against Collingwood. And it really wasn't until that fourth quarter that they sort of lifted. And so I kind of went... If they play like that against a, a Brisbane or a Richmond, I, I wouldn't be as confident. But, you know, um, their consistency has been impressive. But finishing top of the ladder, I don't think uh, particularly bodes very well. I think that over the last few years that anybody mm. that's finished with the minor premiership, maybe since 2014, they haven't been able to take the, mm-hmm. the premiership. So um, the we'll see whether time- or not they can unlock that hoodoo. The last time they finished top was 2004 and they won the flag that year. The last time who finished second in 2004, Brisbane. Hey, 2020 strikes again. Oh, man. <laughs> you, were, you were talking about something before we started recording and I can't remember what I was meant to Oh, yes. Yet. I had a public service announcement. Ah, uh, yes. PSA. We love PSA. PSAs. Because um, I, don't have a, um, I don't have a fun fact this week. Yeah, I don't know if mine's a fact, but it certainly is fun. Now, Dr. Pimple Popper, who is um, my favourite person to follow on, you, you talked about Sir Swamp Thing, you know, you should follow him uh, online. On Instagram, you should follow Dr. Pimple Popper because she has officially ticked over 4 million followers. Now, she's not giving me a payout. She is not sponsoring this podcast whatsoever we are are doing this another sponsor don't get it It yeah exactly um and i don't think that me giving her a shout out is really going to gain her a whole lot of followers but they have ticked over to four million followers and they have sort of done like a bit of a release to thank all of the popaholics (laughs) a release and i was watching it just before mesmerized at a blackhead removal so if you are on board with the Popaholics train, um, which, Parker, you, you are? I follow her on YouTube. Actually, I don't follow her on Instagram. Do you actually follow her on YouTube? One. It would change your life. Bubs, you should join like Instagram. I don't know about YouTube. I, no, I'm so young, old that I don't know about no, YouTube. No, no, no. Young people, old? I don't use YouTube anymore okay. because everything comes on socials. But kids love YouTube still. I just How don't. How to? There's another. Huh? That's you like all your tutorials are on YouTube still. Yeah, yeah I, I learned how to, to fix my retic system via YouTube. Mate, you can do anything from YouTube anyway. So, mm, Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, so follow yeah, her follow on Instagram. Bubs, get on Instagram, get on the line. And <laughs> how do I, you know how what? Instagram do I log is? in, darling. How do I log in? I do a button. What does it look like? Uh, give it a follow anyway, and it'll blow your mind. If you're someone that's a bit squirmish or squeamish, doesn't really like look that away. kind of thing, look away. Um, it's fairly graphic content, but I was enthralled. And no. I, was distra- I was distracted at the start of this podcast because I was too busy. I couldn't tear my eyes away from it she genuinely couldn't she just goes that's incredible and i thought she was talking about me <laughs> uh, because i was talking about i was did did the uh the, the quiz in the paper and i got two out of ten so <laughs> i did, didn't pass i need to go and do some homework and i i heard this that's incredible uh so clearly it wasn't about my it wasn't about your intellect no um <laughs> i also just don't get how some one can leave something and not fish it out prior uh, to what looks like has been sitting there for 40 years. Well, over, yes, stuff like that. The little blackheads, yeah, I understand that. But sometimes, you know, they've got this massive growth. This is massive. Remember, it's like yeah, but that do you remember big. when I had my, my growth under yes. my skin? Yes. That came, <laughs> this is, should not be a medical podcast anyway. <laughs> it came within like two days and I couldn't. I couldn't do anything about it, especially in America where they don't have a very good health system. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, I just feel as though there are some things there that have been brewing for a while. Yeah. I don't understand how you kind of got in there to get it. Try yourself. Yeah. Any partner of mine, I wouldn't have not have left for that long before squeezing it. We might have higher standards of hygiene though than some people. I'd like to think. Anyway, sure. Good chat. Good start. To the new listeners, welcome. This is the junk that you can come and <laughs> listen to. Um, <laughs> yes. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Now we'll actually start doing something that's somewhat remotely um, relatable to sport. And 
it, it's a, it's we've come to tennis and tennis we get brought up a lot here there's um a lot of big stars we know them it's one of those sports that you follow people rather than your own country and we've been speaking about Djokovic especially lately and he's coming to the limelight here but nothing to do with him in this case it is about the Italian Open um, and we all know that tennis in the Grand Slams you've got equal prize money in the Grand Slams but it's not equal amongst the tour because they are the ATP and then the WTA as well uh, WTP as well um, who are Join so they don't have equal prize money in a lot of these competitions. Um, but the Italian Open has just been played, it's just been won. Djokovic was the winner of the men, and Halep was the winner of the women's. And this is one of the most notorious uh, competitions where the prize money is there's such a disparity between them. For example, last year, Rafael Nadal took home $1.56 million, which is not sure if you're aware, but that's a lot of money. And <laughs> I'm not sure if you understand economics. Um, whereas um, Pliskova, Pliskova, how do you say her name? Yep, Pliskova. Carolina Pliskova, she pocketed $850,000. So that's a huge difference. Uh, $700,000, quick math difference. I can um, see why you got two out of 10 on your most recent <laughs> uh, quiz. Why? What? Okay, I'll give you one of the questions before we get into this because that was sassy. <laughs> how many hearts does an octopus have? All right, go. Tell me how many hearts an octopus has. Two, four. They've got three, you dumb bitch. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> you don't know that either. So, that's a fun fact as well. You could use that. a fun fact. And that's why I do these quizzes, to learn, okay? There's no need to mock anyone. But carry on. Sorry. That was rude of me. <laughs> I've actually got a very big brain. My mum told me I did. Anyway, um... <laughs> Sorry for calling you a bitch. Um, <laughs> we'll continue. Um, but quick math, it's about $700,000 more. Anyway, this year there's huge cuts to prize money because of COVID, of course. And while the top um, men and females, um, they're getting the same money. So, for example, the winner is getting just over $205,000. For a finalist, $150,000 it goes down. However, there's a slight difference and it's 205,200 euro for the winner of the men, 205,190 euros for the women. So just 10, withholding 10 euros, 10 euro. withholding 10 euros because, of course, how dare they have that even. Yeah. That for me is the epitome of fragile masculinity of absolute pettiness. Can I give you a new word for it? Yes. Uh, wogs. That's it. <laughs> what? Wogs. Do they want? They, they... they can't handle giving f female, you know, equality. Look, we, we can't give them exactly the same, but it's... just enough to piss them off. Enough that it's equal, it's equal but just but it's enough not. to go... Fuck you as well. <laughs> hey, they have to go, hey, you're not quite no. on par. We'll <laughs> you think you are, but we you're know right. you're not. You go okay, but not that good. Okay. Get it's, back in your box. <laughs> it's absolutely wild. I read this and my jaw dropped to the floor because, firstly, did they not think that's a PR nightmare? <laughs> like, what the hell? Did someone not go... Oh, I don't know if that's worth it. That might yes. not actually be worth. I, was, I reckon if I was a PR person, the PR person, I reckon I'd chip in ten euro just to save a day's work of having to answer questions like ours as to why there is ten euro difference. And you, like, you know what? Chip chuck in, it just in. Take five off. <laughs> take five off the minute. guys. Djokovic, lumper five. <laughs> You know that five five bucks that um, when you went to the strip club with Nick Kyrgios yes. at Time Parker, that could have been used just to even things out and it, uh, then we wouldn't have been having this discussion. It just, for me, that is more offensive than the huge gap. That huge gap just goes, do you know what? And don't they know it? Yeah, exactly. It, it, when there's that big gap, it goes revenue, all right, money in, money out, Okay. When it's that, it goes, you know what, it's fine, you can be equal, but you're not actually. And that, yeah. it makes me so mad. Can but you imagine if it was just a, a, an honest mistake? 
Can you just imagine like the accountant going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I was meant to be 200. Oh my God. Oh my God. We were meant to be the first tournament to be equal in the history of the Rome, you know. In all of Italy, and we just had a major fail. And I would have thought that the the actual tour itself or, um, you know, the Italian Open organisers would have gone back to whoever is maybe sponsoring and gone, hey, there's a 10 euro difference. <laughs> I think that you better chip in, otherwise it's going to reflect poorly on you just to level things out. But the other thing that's concerning is that as you look further down the line, the disparity between the men and the women actually starts to grow again. And what got me annoyed is that if you, I think, ended up being in the second round of the men's Italian Open, you actually earned more than making it through to the quarterfinals of the women's. The uh, yeah. third round for the men, or the second round for the men is 37490 uh, you have to get to the quarterfinal to get 37,910 of yeah, the women. For the women. So it is a big difference there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all at, on the surface, it almost looks equal, which you get down to the bottom and then you yeah. start getting the real big disparity as well. So it's a bit of a double whammy. I mean, I, all in all, I think um, Italy's still kind of missing, missing the mark. <laughs> Very much so. But it kind of made me have a think um, about some petty things or some cheap things that us or our friends may have ever done in our time. I remember um, my sister um, had been really pissing me off and I saw a mosquito go on her arm and I saw that it was about to bite her and I didn't tell her. <laughs> so I was so <laughs> mad at her. Isn't that the greatest evil at all? <laughs> Seeing evil and not doing anything about it. I think that's well, a quote. You know me. I think that's a quote. <laughs> next, next, next minute, poor thing's got like Ross River virus. Yeah. Oh, is that why she spent a few like weeks in hospital <laughs> exactly. when we were growing up? <laughs> um, but, fever. but petty and cheap things. I mean, everyone's got a cheap, tight-ass friend. Everyone has one. Yes. Oh, I've got teammates that you know, anytime we'd get into a cab. Anytime we're getting the coffee, it's, I forgot my wallet. I'm sorry, I forgot my wallet. No, you didn't. You didn't even bring your wallet on tour. <laughs> I'd like to name names, but I'm not. All my mates that are listening and all the teammates, they know who they are. Oh, everyone knows when they're the tight ass. Oh, yeah. Or they don't. Or they don't. No, they, they don't. Think, oh, I think they, they do. They I'm do being know fair. because I reckon that... In the sort of like culture that we're in, if you were a cheapskate in a sports environment, you'd be told at least 20 times a day how much of a cheap ass you are. So I think, yeah, like if we went for a coffee round, I don't think there's any excuse of not paying somebody back. Like you can kind of go, oh, I forgot my wallet. But then you go back to the hotel, you get your wallet and you pay that person back or you buy them the coffee the next day. When that doesn't happen, you get called out. Yeah, and you do. Right, and rightfully so. So I think that the cheap asses, they know and they are actually quite okay with it. It's like yeah, they wear it money. with pride. <laughs> they wear it with pride. It's like a little badge that they get that yeah, they and you wonder like why initiate themselves into a club. And you wonder why they've got the house and you don't. <laughs> yes, exactly. They just put a down payment on a, on a rental. They, because, <laughs> you know. they, they do get judgy as well. They're like, oh, you spent your money on that. It's like, yeah, but you don't have any fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're known as a, a cheapskate. Oh. I meet those people at like um, supermarkets, for example, and you're paying stuff by the kilos. So you might be buying like cherries and obviously there's an inedible part of the stalk, but that does weigh. So you take <laughs> like people that like take the stalks off so that they don't have to pay for the inedible part. Like that to me Ooh. is just incredibly cheap. Like I get I do it that, in some I do ways. that with bananas. Is that- I do that with broccoli. <laughs> No, but broccoli, don't you pay per broccoli? What? Yeah, but you, no. the stem, the stem that you ne- you everyone do cuts not, off, do. I snap them off. Hun. If, <laughs> if they're long enough that I can snap them in half, they're too long. <laughs> they're, they're, just, they're the heaviest part of the, the tree. Honey. 
No. I think we know who our tight ass is. I'm not going to get the trunk. <laughs> we, I, we did say that there's always one in every group. I won't um, pay for broccoli trunks. I will not pay for drunk broccoli. I will not pay for broccoli trunks. Just do put you it own your house an onion. Do you own your own house pups? <laughs> I do. Onion. I own several. There homes. it is. Thank you. Parker and I don't own our own homes. You've never uh, played for a broccoli trunk, and that's why you own your house. And you know Plus, what? I don't buy avocados years of age. Oh, well, you have no fun. Mm, avocados, I like. I I, well, one, so. my retirement plan is um, inheritance and Jacob, so <laughs> I'm screwed. <laughs> I am so bad with money. And lots of avocado. <laughs> And so now for the new listeners, we've gone from a medical podcast to a financial review. <laughs> so there's plenty to learn here. Do the markets open higher or lower today? Higher. Uh, house prices in Melbourne, though, have gone down 12%, bub. So just an FYI. Yeah, it's because we're living in them and they look yes. like crap. Um, what are we talking about? Tight ass. Cheap. Has anyone cheap ass, tight ass? Or, or the pettiest thing you've done growing up? Anyone? Oh, actually, I had a friend. This didn't happen. This didn't happen to me, and it wasn't me. Um, so, uh, her and her boyfriend split up. They shared a dog. One took the dog, and then the other one was just so petty about it that took all of the like dogs' toys, um, <laughs> dog bowl, leash, collar, just because. I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Like, it's just so petty. petty. I mean, I have. That's petty, isn't it? Jake, yeah, no, but Jake pissed me off once, so I unplugged his phone from the charger when he thought it was charging. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think that's fair. I'm not good like that. I I have not got a petty bone in my body. Oh, I'm petty as fuck. But also, like, if you did it to me, like, it's kind of funny. Like, and at the time, it's funny. (laughs) No? See, Bubs, I feel as though that when you get angry, you just commit to it. Like, you wouldn't do any of the petty stuff. It's like, I'm actually going to throw your phone out the window. <laughs> yeah. like, not just not just unplug it. Like, you know. No, I'm setting fire to that shit. Like, yeah. I'm not petty. <laughs> I'm, like, straight to your face, blowing up shit. Yeah. I can't yeah. come. I'm not witty enough. I'm not witty enough. I'm not slight. Yeah, I don't More. have... It's all about doing the thing that's the most annoying thing for them about in relation to what you're fighting with. So here we go. For new listeners, I'm going to give you some relationship advice. This is, <laughs> this is what gets you through. <laughs> this, is why been, this is why you've been married for what? How many years? Uh, nearly three. Nearly three. Hey, that's not yeah. bad. Thank could be you. Worse. Could be worse Thank for you. you. It could be worse. And um, he, he is only my first husband. So I'll let you know when I get to him. <laughs> well, you need to give well, him that's what I do. to make when money, he, don't you? Well, when he pisses me off, I introduce him as my current husband. <laughs> my first husband. This is my, this is my current husband. Probably, probably not my last husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it really pisses me off. This is my current husband. This is my first husband. <laughs> People well, don't know what to think either. I actually think my pettiness comes in when um, Jeff likes to talk about his cars. He's got four cars and he continues to buy it's cars. Too many cars. Too many cars, right? And then I, uh, I, whenever he speaks about them and I'm like, oh, well, I can't drive that car. So I wouldn't know. I'm not allowed to drive that car. Or, and I start bad-mouthing to his face, like in front of other people. So he can, he's like, ha, 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 and trying to laugh. Well, but, I love being passive aggressive. Passive aggressive—that's the word. I'm not petty. I'm passive aggressive. Passive I love it. I'm all about it. I used it. to sing that song. You know, this is a song that doesn't end. That lamb yeah. chops you used to sing. Yeah. I used to sing that just because I knew it like annoyed my brother. And that's that, probably just passive aggressive stuff that you know, similar to what you would do. Purely do it because pisses them off. It pisses them off. <laughs> so, bad. and I reckon, and to tie this back to the Italian. Uh, tennis, they did that just to piss people off, I reckon, surely. They totally did. They knew that that was going to happen. All right, well, off some tennis chat just then, um, and I guess off the US Open, uh, which was completed last week, a couple of winners there. Uh, Naomi Osaka, we love that as the winner for the, the women's. But, Ash, you've got an interesting take on... 
whether or not it should be an asterisk year because this year, I guess, everybody, that's a question everyone has, should it count, does it count, is it worth as much as other years, yes or no, Um, with plenty of discussion and debate about it. What do you think? Well, it was one of those years that uh, not too many people actually showed up to the event with the US Open. I mean, Novak Djokovic, he went, but then he got disqualified because let's all remember him hitting the nice woman in the throat with the ball, which I'm trying not to laugh, but like she was seriously injured, but it just kind of was one of those things that you're like, that would happen at this US Open. Anyway, so he gets disqualified. He's really the only one that's sort of in that top echelon of the group that even went to the US Open. Um, You know, you didn't have Fed, you didn't have Nadal, um, Andy Murray. And then on the women's side of things, you know, Ash Barty, world number one, didn't go either. And so you look at it and you kind of go, well, Dominic team gets through to the final with the men as well as Alexander Zverev. Neither of them have won uh, a, a Grand Slam before and they're playing against each other. And the quality wasn't actually that great compared to, you know, previous US Opens, previous Grand Slam finals. Anyway, Dominic team, not saying that he's not a good player because he is, but really him winning the US Open in any other year, would he have actually won with those competitors? Um, you know, in there. So I kind of started thinking, I was like, is this one where you can actually put that asterisk next to it and say that isn't a US Open, which I guess you could say the best in the world actually attended. I think that there are plenty other sporting events that have been played in 2020 where you can actually say, no, this is legitimately a fair premiership or championship title because people have been competing, they've had an even playing field when it comes to their level of preparation and the superstars are are all there. So when you're looking at, um, for example, the AFL season, I would say that whoever wins it, let's say West Coast managed to win it um, or do win it in 2020, I don't think think that you would turn around and say that it is an asterisk season for the AFL. Compared to the US Open. Yes. I think, like you said, once um, the preparation, um, there's a completely different level of it. You know, once you start going worldwide, how people can prepare because of different um, regulations that they've got in those countries, that's when it Mm. starts becoming differently, as opposed to when you're in the one country state um, where you can have the same rules applied to everybody. But, for example, Ash Barty couldn't even get her coach to come and train with her in mm. in Queensland. So that's why she, a part of the reason she didn't go, because she goes, I haven't had correct preparation. Plus, side note, Ash Barty just winning her club golf yeah, competition golf. yesterday. She's yeah. an absolute freak of an athlete. Can hit <laughs> a ball. Love her. Um, love, I also she, loved her back, bucket hat as well that she wore for her um, her photo. She had a little oh. bucket hat on with a, uh, you know, big kind so of championship. Aussie. Yeah, it was just great. I mean, bring back the bucket hat. Well, anyway. bucket hats are in <laughs> Never at the moment, Ash. <laughs> Never left. Anyway, but the level, like she couldn't actually have her coach with her because of our really very strict rules here in Australia. Mm. Um, so then, of course, it's um, absolutely magnified along around the whole world, isn't it? When you're then going to this other event, I can see how um, I can see why people would want to put an asterisk on this AFL season because it looks different to other seasons. So when you're comparing this season to a season of the past got years, it is a different looking season. So um, whether that makes it whether that makes it legitimate or not, I can understand why because it does it has a different way of how it's gone than every other yes. season prior. But I still think that you're going to get a similar outcome as to what oh, yeah. you would have had in any other season. I still think um, that there has been the same level of preparation. You've got your same list. Yes, maybe the level of robustness of some players would differ. In saying I think that, generally, though, the outcome you, is going to be the same. If you look though at Brisbane, who've played nearly every match from the comfort of their own homes, yeah, that's a very big difference to another team that's had to spend four months away. So, so I do see why, because it does look different. Yes, every year there's unfairness and fair but like. I, but I think that only works because you can't compare Brisbane with anyone else, right? Like, for Gold example, Coast. I would say, well, Gold Coast, they're in and out. But what about? Um, I was thinking that Port Adelaide had a an advantage and then I started to think about Adelaide Crows 
So it, it kind of works. Mm. Yeah, Gold Coast, I mean, I understand yeah. Gold Coast and Brisbane, yes. Their, theirs is because they never had to go to a hub yeah. at all. Yeah. So they, Crows had to go to a hub, so did Port Adelaide. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm saying. they're that the two teams that did it. So that sort of excuse, but then you kind of say, well, if you're comparing and apples, I, apples, yeah. I think it's one of those seasons that shit happens, and every year there's things that are unfair. For example, Richmond last year had their six matches leading to the finals where they didn't travel. Meanwhile, every other mm. club has to travel every two weeks. So I mean, every year there's an, a level of unfairness. Every year we have a 22, 23 week season where you play, you might get to play Adelaide Crows twice and have to, or have to play Richmond twice. You know, there's always a level of unfairness and that's what you have to remind people of. It's actually can never be a completely fair competition. I wonder if they can do, can do the research to say it, whether it deserves an asterisk or not. Because I think if you look at a lot of the sports, for example. <laughs> Did you hear what she just said? No. Yes. I know. <laughs> we'll, get to we'll, we'll get to this. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That is so funny. <laughs> no one else will get it while we're laughing. I don't anyway. get it. I feel sorry yeah, for we'll, me. We'll elaborate anyway, on I this. I was saying that <laughs> if you do the research on on all the sports, like, for example, NFL – in America, they've been playing one week and they've already got like 16 ACLs. One week, 16 ACLs. So will people think that's a COVID year, so give it an asterisk? I think that anything um, at the moment, so A-League, um, Aussie rules, I would all say uh, NBA, that this is all okay. You can actually say, yep, give it a tick. It is a proper premiership championship. Yeah. When it comes to the US Open, when it comes to anything sort of internationally, I yep, would I um, start to put asterisk next to it and also uh, including the Olympics, which is going to be a really interesting one to see whether or not that goes ahead and how many people are going to be legitimately saying, I won a gold medal and I deserve it because I was the best in the world. I don't think you can say you're the best in the world and win a gold medal when you're not competing against the best in the world. Well, how about this? For the W League, they've just put out a photo today about Melbourne City. Will they continue their run of last season to this season? And you're like, Melbourne has been in lockdown since the grand final. We We have been out of lockdown probably three weeks out of those this this last no one has kicked a ball in Melbourne in a game since that W League final so I would say that 2021 needs an asterisk for the W League because we want to play same as AFL W yeah there's competitions going other places and then Melbourne won't have anything as well so I think local level in general is going to be like that lopsided very lopsided yeah for sure for sure. Um, but in saying that, um, leagues here, they had seven games as opposed to an 18-week season that was planned. So it's an interesting to debate, I guess, and um, in the end, it's always going to be you won in 2020. Oh. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. <laughs> mm. And oh, that, especially, oh, that, yeah. but I, I do agree with you, Ash, especially in those international competitions where... Um, you can't move. Yeah, but it's a yeah, it's it's an unfair kind of little world we've got going on at the moment, isn't it? Ash is our favourite yes. segment. It's halftime with Nelson, and that it's very funny at the moment. And <laughs> I'm really nervous about this because we have just been talking about <laughs> asterisk season. And but you pronounce it like asterisk, not really? no. I no, didn't know it. that you were going to talk about. It. <laughs> you should have read the run sheet because. I did, but I didn't know how you spell it. Say it. I read that bit, but I didn't know what you were going to talk about. <laughs> the word asterisk has been bandied about quite a bit lately. And it has come to my attention and also your attention and many other people's attention that it is spelled differently and it is not pronounced like Asterix as in the cartoon character Asterix and Oblix. And (laughs) Uh as... English is not my first language, bitches. (laughs) 
Is it or not? No, it's not. <laughs> and that was a lie. So that was me being petty, bitches. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, now, Parker and I, we have known each other for a long time. And we've got and a special bond. We've got a <laughs> special a certain bond. word. Yes. <laughs> Over a couple of certain words. And also that we are judgy bitches when it comes to grammar. And this whole asterisk versus asterisk kind of discussion got me quite overwhelmed because I also have been noticing uh, a few discrepancies uh, with the use of the English language. And I thought today we could discuss what really gets your goat when you see something that is either used in the wrong context, spelt incorrectly, whether it's grammar, um, used incorrectly as well, because there are a few that I would like to get off my chest today. Well, this is, I, I'm feeling personally attacked, first of all, <laughs> personally attacked. Having English as my second language. No. <laughs> I have been raised by my Italian grandparents, right? My mum my and dad worked a lot when I was a kid. And yes, I spent a lot of time speaking Italian. And I couldn't say, uh, for example. Tell us what asterisk is in I, English okay. in Italian. I thought I thought you said ham and burger for a good ten years of my life. Ham and burger because whenever my nonna would take me to McDonald's, she would call it a ham and burger. So you can have this segment, and I'll just put my headphones. There's on. surely things that you that when you're teaching Holly, you go don't say that, say it correctly like this. Surely you have things. Because, for example, my best friend, my little best friend Carla, I love her to bits. However, she can't say the right brought or bought correctly. So she'll be like, oh, look what I, I just brought this. <laughs> and I thought she's like brought something from home. Oh. Really, it's, she's just bought a new dress or something like that. And I can't handle it and can't, like, tell her off because she's my little bestie, but... Oh. And you can tell her off because that's what good friends are for. <laughs> oh, because, I mean, I feel as though people would look at that and if someone sent me a resume and it had the incorrect use of two, two and two or there and there, like, you know... And we've um, discussed the there one because I think the funniest... The funniest time they get the wrong there is when they've changed it. I think the the OG there is T-H-E-R-E, as in over there. Yes. I think the funniest is when they are talking about they are and they do <laughs> T-H-E-I-R because it means they know there's another there, but they just don't know which one. I can't one. get it. And they go to, oh, it's one of them. <laughs> and that makes me laugh. That yes. makes me laugh so much. But... Ash, our favourite one. Well, yes, at least we, one. we we had a, a, um, a sports psychologist for a long period of time <laughs> that would continually He's an get absolute the wrong. potato. <laughs> I'm convinced award. he didn't have his qualifications. I'm convinced. <laughs> he, on a consistent basis, would use or get the um, spelling wrong for loose and lose. So when we loose... A game rather than you lose a game. And we would sit there and you could see it and it was written and it would just drive you nuts. And I think some people in our team would recognise it and others wouldn't because I remember sitting so many people in the that bus. Wouldn't. So many people that wouldn't. I remember sitting in the bus one time and um, Casey Sablowski uh, slash Casey Eason, one of the best players, you know, Australia has seen, and she said to me, oh, Ash, we are cut from from the same crop and I said <laughs> no I said no case we're cut from the same cloth and she's like no no Ash let me assure you that this is the correct term anyway so I looked around and there was another girl that was there that was from New South Wales and Casey said Mariah also another very good player finish this sentence for me cut from the same and she said crop I'm like no no 
this cannot be happening. Two New South Wales people cannot be telling me that the correct term is cut from the same crop. <laughs> not the, the then I sought out George Parker, who was at the top of the bus or the front of the bus, and I said, Georgie, is it crop or cloth? And she was the only one that could actually support me that it was cut from the same cloth, unless there's this weird thing happening over in New South Wales that it is cut from the same crop. No, I don't think you've gone to greater sample <laughs> options there, though, Ash. <laughs> I love Mariah. But... Good, good hockey players. <laughs> anyway, it's something that I'm passionate about and I will judge you if I see it. <laughs> oh, I'm such a judgy bitch about it and I don't mind it. <laughs> anyway, don't get it incorrect. It's loose and loose and they're very different meanings. <laughs> It's our favourite segment. It's the Spud Awards where we award, we're not really sure what we award, but it's something to do with potatoes from a boiled potato all the way up to the the very everybody's favourite French fries um, for the Spud of the Week. So, Bubs, do you want to kick us off? Okay. Okay. I've got a couple of fries this week, yeah. um, just some good peeps. Uh, the Spanish triathlete Diego Mentriga noticed that British triathlete James Teagle, he went the wrong way right before the end of um, their triathlon and he kind of missed a turnoff and unfortunately meant that he was coming fourth behind um, the Spanish, uh, Diego Mentriga. Um, right at the end, he stopped right before the finish line and let James retake the third position. So good um, sportsmanship there by Diego. Um, the I, other saw one- a, I saw another take on that. Because I think that's good sportsmanship because he was going to lose to him. And then somebody goes, well, you don't see, you didn't see Stephen Bradbury stop for other people to come through. That was different. They completely knocked themselves out. But also that was his tactic was to, and it's a known tactic in um, speed skating of I'm going to to stay out of it. And then because he knew he was never going to match them for speed. So I think it is different. Um, But it's interesting to see the different takes on that because I think that, he was knew he was going to, to win and it would always be a little bit of a sour um, win if well, he Because it was so obvious too because he turned that corner and the guy was and like... he went straight. Oh, he, he went straight. Yeah. He thought it was straight. Yeah, so, he went to the barricades. Yeah, weird. Um, my other fries goes to, um, I'm sure you guys don't know him, but it's Marcus Flores. He's an Adelaide A-League player um, and he gives up his spare time, and he runs clinics for free in the parks in Adelaide um, just just for the fun of it, just to give back to the kids and the community. And, yeah, I'm sure if uh, anyone stuff. seeks him out and n- knows where he's about, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if the location is secret or something, but I think he just gets a ball and starts kicking it around and then whoever's in the area can, can join in and, yeah. Um, what a star. Very Love very- that. What what do you have for us today, Trashley? Oh, we lost her. Well, you we go. lost her. What's <laughs> right? Well, I will go because mine is uh, last week. It was Bryce Gibbs's final match. What are you doing? <laughs> I fell. Okay, <laughs> I have a sore back. Um, last week was Bryce Gibbs's final game for the Adelaide Crows. He spent ten years over at Carlton and had a couple of years at the Adelaide Crows. Over 200 games in the AFL. He played his last game against Carlton, which is a nice little touch for the Crows to give him a final game. They were in a position where they could do so. And um, he finishes his game and he gets his his carry off um, with his teammates. But it wasn't his Crows teammates. It was actually his um, former teammates. Um, He had Cade Simpson and Mark Murphy, who were actually his two groomsmen. In his oh, wedding. that's cool. Yeah, so it's gorgeous. Very cute. And my potato goes to cane corns. <laughs> this is he's got this, many potatoes. He's got many. He would be the winner of the boiled potato because in his Human take on it, take it home. It's the perpetual. He, 
Yeah. Maybe he can he can be the namesake. <laughs> yeah. And this is and this is what he said. Him and Carrie Wilson. Um, he said uh, this is a player that wanted to leave. If you've got killer instinct and you're disappointed about missing the finals and rebuilding, you don't stand there and cheer off a player who wanted to, slip, to leave your club and chase a premiership only two or three years prior. So he's gone and not actually seen that these are his two best mates. He played 10 years at this club. He wanted to come home for personal reasons. At first, his deal didn't go through. He came back, played his heart and soul for the club, was top five in his best affairs the year before he left. And then they made the deal because he's from Adelaide. He wanted to finish his career in Adelaide with his family for family reasons as well. So my set, my is um, potatoes, boiled potatoes are decaying corns for f- completely having zero empathy towards a player being a person rather yeah. than a robot that he expects. And je- dead set, he's the definition of a wet blanket. And I just, I tweeted this. I said, I'd, can't think of somebody who'd rather have a beer with less than Kane Corns. He's an absolute wanker. Well, that's oh. because no one clearly wants to have a beer with him, and that's why he yeah. had no one to chair it's, you know, uh... him off. Um, <laughs> yep. Don't you think yeah. that it's only something someone would say that doesn't understand the value of um, friendship and mateship? It just, I just kind of go, there's more to the game than having someone chair you off just because you've actually, you know, play on an opposition side doesn't mean that they can't do that. Yep. I think it was ridiculous and, as well. So I think that's a great boiled potato. Thank you. Thank you. Cheer him off. I'd cheer him. Not yeah. cheer him off. <laughs> <laughs> off you go, Ash. What's yours? Oh, listen, I actually um, have not really got a boiled potato because I'm still hung up now on our psyche using the word um, <laughs> loose Make rather it. than loose. So <laughs> you can have that perpetual um, boiled potato uh, as well. I think that um, that that final one with cane corns uh, rounds things oh, out can, nicely. You get double up, double up potatoes there, um, cane. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Dos no potato. He might win the award. We'll send him a bag of potatoes. Yes. Spot of the year. The spot of the year. The no, dirty ones. The, 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 the potato. Off the, dirt. the potato king. The ones that have the little green things coming yeah. out of it because they've been in your yeah. cupboard too long. Yeah, green. We all know them. Yeah. Yeah. I've got <laughs> some of them in my cupboard at the moment. <laughs> well, one in the fridge. <laughs> I don't know where they're meant to go. That's another segment. All right. Well, uh, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening. New listeners, apologies, it doesn't get better, but tune in anyway. Uh, old listeners, thank you for your support. Make sure you like, subscribe, tell your friends. If you're having a punt, do so responsibly. And one last note, if you are a battling sporting club as well who this year have been hit by COVID and or the bushfires, we are running a race called the Hotham, uh, which is the horse races run on behalf of the clubs. Uh, the winner can take home $25,000. So applications for that close in a couple of days. So make sure you put your club forward um, for your opportunity to potentially win some cash. Um, any club can be part of it, not footy only. It's literally any club. We've got people from fly fishing all the way to... Um, Aussie curling. Rules, football, curling, yeah, there's anything going on there. So if you are doing it tough, uh, we want to help you. So there's up to $75,000 up for grabs. So just search the Hotham and on Sportsbet and you can go in. So on behalf of us, thank you and good night. Good night.